0: Are you ready. I want to share something this morning. This last week, Stacy and myself and the kids, we went away a little bit to the south coast and we went to a church there, Stasis aunt's church, and while they were worshiping and you can honestly, and I'm going to stretch this again, you, you, something is stirring. Something is happening in the atmosphere, you know. You can feel it when we started the service and as it, every week, something is happening. God is just like Revisioning us as a church, not that we've lost vision, but just refocusing us. And I honestly, even that, when I was thinking about today, God is also doing some revisioning for some of you. Who needs revisioning? Personal love? I do. God's doing that for us as a church, but He's also doing it for you individually some of you've lost vision some of you have thrown away dreams and i'm believing and i'm trusting god is revisioning reviving restiring dreams and visions that has been lost and it's not just it's, it's not just for, but also financial financially god is going to restore financially restoration for you That was a word. So this morning is a prophetic worship morning. So I honestly believe I've got a prophetic word, and even the worship has been prophetic. So everything is something prophetically, and if you catch it, it will change your life. It will change, transform your life. So we were at the coast there, and while they were worshiping, and people were coming to the front, and they were sharing, and you can feel something is stirring. Something in the atmosphere is moving. It's like a brooding is taking place, if that's the right word. And I don't want to miss it. Neither you. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss out what God is doing. 94, there was a massive revival here. Toronto, there were great revivals. You know, some people didn't experience it even though they were in the midst of it. It's sad. It's very sad. There were great revival here. Shereen can tell you probably more of it. People were sitting there, and they duck back. Aconi van And they're missing out what God wants for them. Toronto revival. How many reporters were going, criticizing what was going on there, writing up on it? They were missing out what God wants for them. I don't want to miss it. And I want whatever's happening. I I want it for us as a church, but I want it individually for me as well. And Everybody say, we want it. I want it. Now, there's some practical things that I think Shereen can probably also share a little bit more on that. With a move of God, and I don't know about you, and maybe you can relate to this a little bit. When something is stirring in the atmosphere, as much as there's something stirring and something is moving, the flesh rises its head. It's like suddenly you get easily offended. Suddenly, there's no finances. Suddenly, you know, it's just this, this thing just rises up on the inside of you because that is opposing what God wants to do for you. And unfortunately, we're talking as well it's like you can heed to that or you can heed to this if that's the right word you can say oh no I had a really rough week it was horrible just I was fighting with people I was shouting at a taxi or now the This week, I'm so glad I wasn't here. I saw so much happening here in Joburg. (laughs) Electricity issues. Oh, my goodness. So you sitting here, you could have, it was, I'm going through, it was like a war zone. (laughs) I'm like, oh, Jesus, I'm so glad I wasn't here. Uh, But you can make a decision. Am I going to let this affect me? Or am I going to push past that? My whatever, my I was so uncomfortable, pooey, so what? Or I'm going to go for God. I'm going to come to church because something is stirring in the atmosphere and I don't want to miss it. I really feel this is a time where we need to get more and more focused and less distracted. Less distracted of the stuff that's happening. Now, a couple of weeks, if you've been listening, Pastor John has really been pushing this topic on prayer. Let's pray. You know, prayer just puts your focus there. You know, it just puts your God. You know, I don't want to miss this. So I'm just going to position myself to just pray and just spend time with my Father and just get with Him. Even prayer meetings, you need to. You know, it's just were you disciplining yourself to get up and say, "I'm coming to prayer meeting." If you're too far, get up, pray with us. It's 7 o'clock Saturday morning. You know, it's something happening. Do not miss this. Now, I want to read something from Luke 11, verse 1 to 3. Now, Jesus was speaking to the disciples. And a lot of times when he was speaking to them, he was really speaking to their context of their time, what they were living in. You know, sometimes he was talking to them about stuff and went, phew, over their head. It was like airplane, phew. But a lot of times he was also speaking to them, am I correct? He was talking to them so they can understand what he's trying to bring over. So here he's talking about the Our Father prayer. Then he suddenly switches to something that they actually understand, that they can grasp. Then suddenly he's talking about who the Father is in Luke 11. And... In those times when somebody, and I found it quite interesting, one thing you must understand, hospitality towards a traveler was a duty of both the host and the community as a whole. So if somebody would come and travel, come and visit, it wasn't just the person they're visiting to host them, but the whole community had to like, okay, do you have enough bread? Do you have this? Do you have this? So it was a community thing where everybody would come and participate in this person that's coming, visiting this person then the host needed to serve a fresh unbroken loaf of bread but by nightfall many families would have no fresh bread left so it just only lasts so long and then it's not nice anymore you know so it was a fresh loaf of bread that was made and by nightfall it was not good enough anymore Now, the second one, you probably knew this, most family homes have had only one bedroom. The entire family slept in the same room. Now, with this in mind, what I've just shared, I want you to quickly, let's go to Luke 11, verse 1 to 13. Now, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. Then he said to them, now, first part, he was teaching them how to pray. Okay? And it's a shorter version of, of Matthew 6. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend and has gone to him at midnight and said, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answered, Now he had a friend visiting. And he says, Okay, well, I don't have enough. Now it's a midnight. You know, the priest anyway, I guess he was like, Doesn't matter if it's stale, I'm giving it to you. But he goes to his friend and says, Please help. His friend doesn't want to help him. Prayer. Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him a bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, his sternness, his perseverance. It's like, I think he was irritating. Just just let me help him, you know? Boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, okay, Let's stop right there, and I'm going to carry on. A lot of times we compare that with God. It's not God. Yeah. He was saying, yeah, if a friend would come and go and ask his friend, that person is so, because their custom, they were supposed to do it. So eventually he just gives it to him. But God, the next couple of verses you're going to read, as much as he's doing that as a custom, they were supposed to do it. God says this in the next verse. Jesus says this. I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. It will be open to you. For anyone who asks, receive. And who seeks, find. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. Now listen to this. Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? If God is so much more willing to, To help and to come to your aid, to to your need. More, he is so willing. Here he is comparing this to somebody that didn't want to really help. And was saying, I'm not that. I am a father who loves you. Who wants to pour out my spirit upon you. And wants to break through for you in a greater measure than ever, ever before. Now there's different types of prayer. Now, they call the acts of method of prayer. There's the adoration when we pray, we kind of adore God, give God praise and honor for who He is and the Lord of all. That's adoration. So they break the acts down. Confession, honestly deal with sin in your prayer life, thanksgiving, verbalizing what you're grateful for in your life and in the world around you, and supplication. Pray for the needs of others and yourself. Now, they give this kind of guidelines how you can pray. And it's good. It sounds really, really good. But I want to push a little bit further. I believe God is raising up people that's going to prophetically start praying about stuff. Prophetic prayer. We sometimes so quickly pray about the, or complain to God about everything that's happening. What about Praying the solution. What about, we're sitting in a country, (laughs) but your personal life as well. What about you pray, you sense what God is saying at the same time when you pray. And you prophesy that. Prophecy is so powerful. I remember, God will give me a word for something. I'm like, God, I I don't really want to say that. He says, If you speak it, you'll set it in the atmosphere. You'll place it right there in the atmosphere over that person. I can use somebody else. You'll do that. But I want you to right now give that person a word because it sets something in the atmosphere. So how much more prayer? What about... Jesus, yes, my finances. Oh, Lord, Father, yeah, what's happening? But Father, thank you that right now, supernaturally, people will start giving to me. Supernaturally, finances will start coming into my bank account. Right now, somebody's going to start phoning me and they're going to say, listen, give me your bank account. We need to give to you. Amen. Amen. It's something you develop. It's something you grow. And I want to push you on that. I want to stretch you. What about be prophetically pray about our country? Why don't I be prophetically pray over our finances? Prophetically pray over our children. Prophetically pray over whatever you are facing. Instead of defaulting to like What's happening in the atmosphere, this thing rises. up. Oh, Jesus, thank you that I'm going to rise up above this thing. That thing is not going to pull me down. I'm going to keep my eyes fixed and focused on you. And Father, thank you that this thing has risen up. I thank you right now. We're dealing with this thing and we're going to carry on. We. I want revival in my life. I want a change in my life. I want refreshing to come upon me and my family and people all around me. Prophetic praying. Honestly, sometimes you hear people pray. I remember Prophet Kerber's quite often. You pray when we were at Bible school there as well. You, you walk around people and you hear them pray, and I'm like, I just hear complaining, 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 complaining. What about praying solution? Yeah. What about prophesying solution? Yeah, instead of just praying all your stuff, what about stand as a son and prophesy? Some benefits of prophetic prayer. Is prophetic prayer fosters your intimate relationship with God, prophetic prayer helps you to pray with authority and faith. I have felt that before. Have you felt that before? I quite often, if I don't have a word or something, I start praying for them, and the next time the word comes, it's like, "Ah, oh, this is what God's saying, you know? And it's like you've got this boulders and faith just behind it, you know? You are praying in agreement with God's purpose. Prophetic prayer facilitates miracles. Prophetic prayers help sharpen your prophetic gifting. Now, you can say, I'm not very prophetic. You've got the spirit of the prophet inside of you. So sometimes, I want to encourage and I'm going to do it myself as well. It's like, before you pray, try to sense what God is saying about this situation. Try to prophetic, say, God, I'm in this right now. Say something to me about this. And take the scriptures. The scriptures are full of prophetic scriptures, you know. And try to hear from God. Train your senses to hear what God is saying about it. And pray that and prophesy that. Now, it's time to forget. It's time to forget. Everything that's happened and start pushing yourself forward to what God's got for you. It's time to let go of that thing. Now, Philippians 3 verse 13 to 14 says, in the Bible says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have obtained this. Instead, I'm single-minded. Forgetting the things that are behind. Reaching out to the things that are ahead. With the goal in mind, I strive towards the price of the upward now, I want to start finishing off now, and I really believe I've got a, this one scripture is a prophetic scripture. I mean, we've always only read the one part of it, and we haven't really read, well, I haven't seen the second part, and I want to read it for you, but before I read it, I want you, and even myself, it's time to honestly, you know, Hebrews 12 says, look away from every single distraction unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Seeing that we're surrounded by such great cloud of witnesses, yeah. they are encouraging us. They want this pour out to even they 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 desiring it. Amen. My heart and Pastor John, it's hard as I don't want one to miss it. Yeah. I don't want one to, to to miss what God wants to do. Not one. But it's also your choice. This gathering, church gathering, is so, so important. And sadly, a lot of people it. Yeah. This is a prophetic scripture and I want to read it to you. And you can write it down. Uh, it's... Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 21. Don't remember the early events. Don't recall these former events. I kind of want to say, forget about flipping COVID. (laughs) Jesus. Outpouring. Revival. Look, I am... About to do something new. Isaiah 43 verse 18 to 21. Now, now, it begins to happen. Do you not recognize it? Yes, I will make a road in the wilderness and path in the wilderness. The wild animals of the desert honor me. The jackals and the ostrich. Because I put water in the desert and streams in the wilderness to quench the thirst for my chosen people, the people whom I have formed for me, so they might praise me. I honestly believe that's a prophetic scripture. It's for you, it's for me. It's time to forget. It's time to forget about all this stuff. It's time to stop, let all those things clutter your mind in your life, focus yourself, position yourself, get a word from God, pray prophetically. You'll see your spirit will be stirred. You'll grow. So I want you to right now just close your eyes. And I want you just to really just say in yourself, I want to. I want God to move in my life. You watch videos of Brownsville, you watch videos of Toronto, of Kenneth E. Hagen, and I've seen some of those, and it's like, I want more of that, but even even more in my life, not churches. There's some of you, there's been a, a cry in your heart. God is, God's positioning you to just get with Him and just, not that He's lost, but to, to really push into Him. You can feel that stirring on the inside of you. Some of you have really been feeling like suddenly your concern started rising up on the inside of you. You never used to be concerned with that thing. It could be poverty. It could be a country. It could be whatever. God is saying, "Stop praying. Start prophetically praying. Praying, prophesy, woman, daughter of God." If there's a cry, I want you to come to the front. Come to the front. Come to the front. If there's a cry inside of you, I want you to come. Be bold. Be bold. Just let it be a deep cry on the inside. I want you to just push in. Get out of your comfort zone. Come on. Come on. Feel the stirring. Feel the deep cry. Come on. I encourage you and cooperate with the Spirit. If you want to cry, cry. you you want to love, love. If you want to just drink, drink. You need to drink. Your God's got everything in control. You want it. You desire it. He's got everything in control. He's got everything in His hands. All the plans, the visions, the dreams. You've asked for. You've cried for. And God said, it is yours. Just be patient. Oh, it's going to happen in the right time. And I'm going to open up the door. Sing it. You're going to see it fling wide open. You're going to see the glory of God. You're going to see it's going to be easy. It's going to be so, so, so easy. If you're further stirring, there's a stirring taking place. You're birthing something in the atmosphere. Thank you, Jesus.